واحلل العقدة من لساني يفقهوا قولي اللهم بارك لنا في جمعنا هذا ومجعل جمعنا هذا جمعا مباركا مرحوما واجعل تفرقنا من بعده تفرقا معصوما ولا تجعل فينا ولا منا ولا معنا شقيا ولا محروما اللهم فرج كربتنا واغفر زلتنا وأصلح أحوالنا اللهم اختم بالباقيات الصالحات أعمالنا اللهم بارك لنا في أعمالنا وأعمالنا وارزاقنا وأهلنا وذوينا وأحبابنا واجعل لنا من كل ضيق مخرجا ومن كل هم فرجا واجعل لنا من بعد العسر يسرا عافنا اللهم في أبداننا اللهم عافنا في أبداننا اللهم عافنا في أبداننا اللهم أصلحنا وأصلح بنا وهدنا وهد بنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى اللهم فك الكرب عن كل مكروب من أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت به عليم اللهم يا غايات المستويثين ويا مجيب السائلين فك الكرب عن إخواننا المستضعفين في غزة وفي فلسطين اللهم انصرهم نصرا عزيزا مؤزرا اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم انصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم رد أعداءهم على أعقابهم خائبين خاسئين خزايا نادمين ولا تجعل لهم صرفا ولا نصرا يا قوي يا عزيز أنت حسبنا في الظالمين اللهم ردنا إليك مردا جميلا وولي أمورنا خيارنا ولا تولي أمورنا شرارنا ولا تسلط علينا بذنوبنا من لا يخافك ولا يرحمنا Oh Allah, we call upon you, we pray to you, we beseech you, we ask you by your names and attributes to bless us, to guide us, to make us steadfast, to fill our hearts with the nur of iman and to fill our homes with the nur of iman, to um, better us and better our conditions and to bless our lives and our livelihood and the ummah and to bless the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the east and west. We ask you, oh Allah, for relief and aid for our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Oh Allah, we ask you to give them support, divine support, divine aid. Oh Allah, aid them with your angels. Oh Allah, give them victory over their oppressors. Oh Allah, give them victory over their oppressors. Oh Allah, we ask you to turn away their oppressors on their heels, uh, disgraced and failed. Oh Allah, we ask you to uh, defeat, bring them defeat and bring their demise and to, uh, and to bring disunity to their gathering. And we ask you, oh Allah, to disperse their gathering and to disgrace them between the world. Oh Allah, we ask you to better the condition of the Ummah of Muhammad وسلم, in the East and West. Give charge of our affairs to the best of us, not the worst of us. We ask you, Allah, to make us agents for change, agents for goodness. We ask you, Allah, to make us of those who inspire goodness wherever we go. Make us of those who follow, um, who live, 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 in, live in the shade of Iman and live according to the legacy of Muhammad We ask you, Allah, to make the best of our days, the last of our days, the best of our old days, the day we meet you, and you are pleased with us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ameen, Ameen, wa akhir al-aman, alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Amma ba'd, jazakumullah khair for attending today. Uh, back to the Friday Forum after a few weeks uh, of pausing uh, because of the end of the year. And um, now we're resuming with a new year, 2024. And um, uh, really, at this point, it's a moment of reflection. And that's why we chose to make the title for tonight, uh, Making the Most of 2024. Uh, so we have a lot to reflect on and to unpack and think about. And hopefully it could be a session where we in interact and engage with each other um, uh, as we normally do uh, through Slido. Uh, even if it's not up here, it's still in the WhatsApp group. If you're not on the WhatsApp group, please join it, inshallah. And um, I would love to hear from you guys and your questions and your comments. But before we get started with anything else, I'm going to pass it over uh, to Akhi Adam to share with you guys some critical announcements, a lot of things happening this weekend at the masjid, and um, then we'll begin from there, inshallah. Sounds good. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Just a few reminders and housekeeping items. We're going to have snacks on both sides. 
feel free to you know enjoy the refreshments. Uh, just do us a favor and please keep any conversations outside of the main musalla, uh, so that we can hopefully uh, all benefit from this crucial topic. Uh, and a few reminders of upcoming courses and events that are going on, starting with Fiqh of Salah, which is with Sheikh Usama here at ICPC Clifton, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. You can register via the, the link in the email. Uh, so I would highly encourage everybody to sign up for, for the email, uh, email list. Tomorrow, Saturday the 13th, 8 p.m., ICPC Patterson, they're gonna have a talk uh, titled Becoming a Community of Impact and Change with Sami Hamdi and Sheikh Yasser Fahmi. Highly encourage everybody to attend that. And a new course that we have coming up is the Parables of the Quran with Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Usama. Sundays, 6 p.m. here at ICP Clifton starting this Sunday. On the 20th of January, uh, Saturday at 5 p.m., we're gonna have our community hub here at ICPC Clifton. As a reminder, uh, babysitting will be provided, so feel free to bring the entire family and enjoy together. Uh, another reminder, we have Brothers Halaqa, again with Sheikh Usama, Sundays after Isha here at ICPC Clifton. And yet another course that we have with our beloved Sheikh is uh, Basics of Islam. This is primarily for, for converts and new Muslims, and even, even Muslims who are looking for, for a fundamental foundation um, here at ICP Clifton, Sundays at 12.30 p.m. And we have a, a we had, unfortunately it's sold out, but we had a, a bus going out from, uh, from ICPC Patterson to the march in, on Washington. Um, but if you can attend, if you can drive down yourself, I would highly encourage everybody to, to go. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be on, uh, on the 13th, inshallah. Um, and yeah, I, I highly encourage, you can find more details on the, yeah, tomorrow, inshallah. You'll find more details on the email list, but but yeah, I would highly encourage everybody to go out and attend and show support for Palestine. And and with that, I think we can uh, begin. Jazakallah khair, akhi Adam. Allah hafadak, ya rabbi, barik feek. Before we get into the subject, two of the new programs that are starting up that Akhi uh, Adam was mentioning, just a little bit more details about them. Um, first off, the parables of the Qur'an. Uh, it, in Arabic, we call it Amthal al-Qur'an. Uh, this is a genre in Ulum al-Qur'an. It specifically focuses on ayat in the Qur'an uh, that um, give us examples, principles. مثلاً, uh, Allah gives an example of X, Y, and Z. Many verses throughout the Qur'an that are in um, this vein, and they all give us, um, you know, wisdoms, principles to live by. These ayat are actually a doorway to building a meaningful connection with the Qur'an. They're spread throughout many different chapters. You know, you'll find some in Surah Al-Baqarah, and you'll find some in Surah Al-Hankabut, and Surah Al-Zumar, and many, many, many of the verses of the Qur'an uh, have this um, uh, presentation. So, um, Allah gives us an example of an individual or of a town um, or of a people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an example of time or a, of certain natural phenomena. So, the book that we're actually going to be going over is a simple one, uh, but these ayat are very deep. There's a lot of wisdom, a lot of things to reflect on. And uh, we thought it suitable because we're actually less than three months away from Ramadan. So and Ram Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an. 
The book we're going to be going over is called Parables of the Qur'an. It's by Dr. Yasser Qadi. Very simple, very nice book um, that goes over each of these ayat. And uh, you're all welcome to join. It's going to be Sunday at 6 p.m. Uh, so Sunday is at 6 p.m. starting this Sunday. And then the other one, the brother's halaqa that he mentioned, uh, we, we've been having in our masjid, alhamdulillah, a sister's halaqa for some time. And a brother's halaqa, actually. Um, but the sister's halaqa is with uh, Ustaz Farah, and it's every Wednesday here in the masjid. Uh, if there are any sisters who don't know about it, I encourage you guys to join and attend. Uh, Ustaz Farah has a lot to offer, and um, uh, there's a lot to benefit from that Wednesday halaqa for sisters at 7 p.m. here in the masjid. Uh, we've also been having this brother's halaqa on Sundays after Isha. It just hasn't been marketed. Uh, we finished um, a subject together in this, in this halaqa over a year and a half. It's fiqh of worship. And now we're starting with another one. Um, it's uh, about hadith studies. Uh, it's an introduction to mustalah al-hadith. How to understand hadith. What is hadith? What is sahih? What is da'if? Uh, how is the sunnah compiled? And all the, all the other things. You're all welcome to join. Uh, this one's specifically for brothers because we're hoping to build um, uh, bonds as brothers, grow as brothers in our journey to Allah Azza wa Jalla. As you could see in our masjid here, we've been focused a little bit on um, giving opportunities to learn. Uh, because the more my deen and my iman is centered in ilm, the more meaningful it'll be. As the Allah says, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this, يَرْفَعِ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مِنْكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمَ دَرَجَاتِ I don't want my Islam to be a set of rituals, I do. Uh, salawat, Ramadan, a little bit of Quran, a little bit of dua, and that's it. No, I want it to be proactive. I want it to be this source of change for me. So uh, please take advantage of this, and this is actually something that will come up in our discussion as we discuss ways to take advantage and make the most of uh, the new year, um, 2024. Um, so so that's, that's for starters. Uh, another thing, um, I guess to start off the subject about... Um, the new year. In the last days uh, of de December, uh, I shared a reflection here in the masjid about time. Look, whether you're talking about um, uh, the Hijri calendar, which is our calendar that is demarcated from the Hijrah of our beloved Muhammad Sallallahu uh, or you're talking about the Gregorian calendar, which of course its precedent, which is the death of Isa alayhi salam, is not something that we believe in, you know. Uh, but it's a way that people calculate their time today. Of course, we don't believe that Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam passed away. We believe that Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam will come again in the end of time and he will be a follower of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's our belief. But nonetheless, these realities and these conventions, weeks, days, months, right? Um, uh, minutes, seconds. This reality of time is something that is linked back to Allah azza wa jal. The believer, anytime he gets one of the ayat of Allah Azza wa Jal to reflect on, he reflects on it. I have this opportunity to reflect on the, the reality of time in every sunrise and every sunset, with every day passing. And this reflection is critical. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rabbul Zaman. He's the creator of time. He's not bound by time. But guess what? You and I are. We're bound by time. Each one of us has a number. Each one of us has a number. No one knows what this number is. Uh, for all I know, my numbers that remain could be in the hundreds of days or 
the tens of days, or you know what? It could be one more day. You have no idea. You have no idea. Each one of us has a number. Every single person. This is one of those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests people with. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the beginning of Surah Al-Mulk, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ Allah created death and He created life. Right? In our belief, pay attention to this, guys. Pay attention to this. In our belief, death is something that Allah created. It's a creation of Allah. What does that mean? What am I trying to say? Okay, what are you trying to say? Death is not to cease to exist. That's what people who don't believe in Allah believe. Uh, you know, people who don't believe in Allah, they see death as um, the end of life for the body as we know it. That's it. You put in the ground and you wither away. But for us, the Quran describes death as something that comes to you. It's a fa'il, right? Death comes to you. It is not the absence of life. No, it is the transition of life. Pay attention to that. It's not the absence of life, it's the transition of life. This is a beautiful, the last verse I recited, who knows what I was reciting from in, in, uh, in, the, in, in Salah today? First rak'ah, who knows what I was reciting from? Anyone know the surah? Huh? What surah was I reciting from? Anyone know? First rak'ah. That's the second rak'ah. Uh, first rak'ah was Surat Al-Ankabut. Surat Al-Ankabut is a very beautiful, very beautiful surah. It's one that's worthy of reflection. It speaks to us a lot about Allah's signs, right? In the, one of the verses in it, Allah says, قُلْ سِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَانْظُرُوا كَيْفَ بَدَأَ الْخَلْقِ ثُمَّ اللَّهُ يُنْشِئُ النَّشْأَةَ الْآخِرَةِ Traverse the land and go about. Look, open your eyes. Just observe Allah's creation. Observe Allah's creation. And look how creation began. And then Allah will bring it all back for the akhirah. So Surah Al-Ankabut, in the very end of it, Allah says, look, this is like, this is counterintuitive to our understandings. It says, وَمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهْوُ وَلَعِبْ This dunya, this world, this life of ours, for us, we don't know anything besides this life. We've never experienced anything besides this life. At least we've never experienced anything we could remember besides this life. We don't remember alam al-arwah. We don't remember when we were uh, a fetus in the wombs of our mothers. We don't remember this stuff. The only thing that we know is this dunya. The touching, the seeing, the hearing, the, the, the smelling, the, the, these sensory things, right? These experiences. That's all I know. That's all I know. So... The akhirah is something that I can only imagine. It's only in the realm of imagination until I experience it. But what does Allah say about it? This dunya that you know, that you're familiar with, guess what? It is lahu and la'ib. It is distraction and amusement. That's what it is. You, know, you want to know where the real life is? That's something you still haven't experienced yet. Allah is telling us, that what you're experiencing on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, the relationships, the conflicts, the feuds, the disagreements, the stress, the happiness, all this, all these emotions, Allah is telling us, hey, guess what? You haven't even lived yet. <laughs> you haven't even lived yet. You're going to live when you leave this life. 
You guys know what al-hayawan is? Don't tell me animal. Hayawan? Right? Yeah, hayawan yeah. is an animal, right? But it is something that is vibrant with life. Right? It's, uh, it's, on a, it's, it's on a linguistic scale that shows vibrancy. Fa'alan. Right? It's, it's, it comes from haya. Hayawan, haya. Right? It is something that has life, but hayawan is referring to that which is vibrant with life. That's the real life. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us something to think about, right? Things aren't as they seem. Uh, you know, what's a critical event in the past day that, uh, in the past, past few days that you guys heard about on an international scale? Tell me. Hmm? Yes, uh, is it ICC or ICJ? ICJ. What does that stand for? You know what that stands for, Habibi? Yeah? You know what it stands for? ICJ. Don't tell me a masjid. <laughs> I was at a masjid today. It's called ISCJ. It's close. <laughs> Islamic Society of Central Jersey. Uh, what's ICJ? Who knows? International Court of Justice. Right? Where they, you guys see this video, this lineup of um, judges hearing out the case and the response about what's going on in Gaza. We didn't forget about Gaza, right? No. Tomorrow is about Gaza, right? The March on Washington. If anyone could go, go. You know, Gaza is still happening, by the way. You know, we're still talking about it. We're still watching it. We're still seeing it. You know, that's something that didn't happen, that didn't end with the end of the year. Uh, it's something ongoing. And, you know, uh, it continues to teach us, it continues to inspire us. And there's something, there's, there's so much to reflect on in life. Wallahi, you know what, guys? One of the most sweetest things in life is the ability to reflect. Wallahi, someone who, ha you know, they say that there's different types of uh, appetites, right? I'm not talking about fast food or healthy food or there's different types of appetites right there is um, there is something that is you know very very minimal in terms of its pleasures but it's a form of pleasure food right food is pleasurable it's one of the ni'am of Allah azawajal, uh, on people the ability to experience this process of drinking eating some people can't do that some people can't do that. You know, subhanAllah, for them, eating, drinking is not something enjoyable. It's actually something very painful and difficult. A lot of medications and doctor visits. May Allah help people. May Allah help people. Right? Uh, some people have to be worried about every bite they put in their mouth because it's going to affect their body in a certain way. Right? That's a reality. You know? So anyway, that's a type of appetite. It's a very limited appetite. There's another type of appetite. Now that you guys know what I mean, who could give me another example of another type of appetite? I started talking about it. If you guys are paying attention. What's another type of appetite? Huh? All right, you're talking about something that is cognitive, right? There's another type of appetite, and that is based in the mind. You know, just as your tummy needs to be um, nourished, Right? Of course, nourished in the right way because the Prophet ﷺ says, Ma Adam, min 
the, the prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said that the human being never fills a vessel or a sack that's, that's more harmful than his stomach. You know, uh, so, but there's another thing that needs to be satiated, the mind. The Quran satiates the mind. You know, it gives you um, this, this, this experience. You know, the more that I think deeply about things and I start looking behind what's on surface level, the more that I'll find it actually makes me feel this spiritual high. Right? That's another type of appetite, by the way. It's a third type of appetite, a spiritual appetite. Just as my mind needs to be fed, my soul also needs to be fed, needs to be nourished. And you know what? As I'm thinking about the new year, uh, as I'm thinking about the new year, I need to think about these different appetites, guys. Hey, can you guys list something else uh, as a different? So we mentioned three, right? We mentioned three. One is food, drink, right? Another one is the mind, nourishing the mind. A third one is the soul, right? What's, what's another appetite or a craving that people have? Now, of course, there's one, uh, we'll skip over it, but it's basically what, uh, the way that people become whole and complete, each, complete themselves, and that is through their marital relations, a relationship between a husband and a wife. Besides that one, what is another appetite you could think of? Huh? Uh, materialism? Um, you know, well, I will put the food, drink, and that stuff in the same bucket as materialism. I, I, I'm fixating on my body. So there's, there's fixating on the needs of the body, then the needs of the mind, then the needs of the soul, right? What else? What else? Huh? All right. There's another appetite that people need to satiate. And that is in their relationships, their friendships. You know what? Guess what? When, when a person feels like they have no one around them that they could trust, and they have no good friend that they can open up to, guess what? They feel like they're going to suffocate on the inside. And they just want to burst. Right? One of the appetites that we have, and you know what, by, by the way, this is scientific. This is something scientific, something about your, our body. You know, when, shake my hand. What did the Prophet ﷺ tell us? What happens when two Muslims meet and shake hands? Right? What happens? Yes, their sins fall. Just like the leaves of the tree fall. Right? Now, of course, we could just listen to it and move on. And that's it. But guess what? There's something scientific about this contact that happens. And we could add to it a hug and even a kiss. If, uh, if it's a, a brother uh, that, that, that you respect and regard, like you. <laughs> I regard you. Or a sister, if, it's, if you're a sister and a sister. But um, the point is, there is something that we need. And this happens when... You know what, when you open up and you feel, uh, you know, that there's uh, an interaction that is very compassionate, very warm, very um, fulfilling emotionally, it actually makes you feel good. It makes you, it does something to you on the inside. Uh, when you're around people, it, it's, it's this euphoria, scientific, something scientific. It's something scientific, right? So anyway, um, those are the appetites, but going, going back to reflection, guys. You know, you know, as I'm thinking about time, as I'm thinking about the new year, 
I, you know what, I need, to, I need to start thinking along these lines. Let me look at my life. Let's go back to the ICJ. Look at this. This court in South Africa is discussing whether Israel committed genocide or not. And, all right, it deliberated and discussed. Um, inshallah, something comes out of it in the short term. But the decision of genocide, and they said it. That whether they're going to make a, um, uh, a declaration that Israel has committed genocide or not will take years, right? Something that's a long, drawn-out thing. And the people of Gaza who were killed wrongfully, shuhada, inshallah, um, uh, will be, have long gone from this dunya. And no one would really care. Um, uh, I mean, no one in terms of people... The, the world will continue to move on. That's what I'm trying to say. But, in fact, when you look at that, it should make you reflect. This is mahkamat al-dunya. This is the courts of this life. I, as a Muslim, and you know, I, t- I need to take this to heart because you might feel this in your personal life. You know, in your own personal life, you might feel stuff like this too. You know, that you feel like you were never served justice in a certain thing. Like someone got away with something and they moved on and it just, it's just like this stabbing pain at your chest and at your heart. How come? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> trying to stab you. <laughs> but anyway, th- you might feel it like that. Guess what? Whoever killed is not going to get away with what they did. Whoever oppressed is not going to get away with what they did. If Qadil Ard cannot apply justice, then guess what? Our belief is in Qadil Sama. Allah Azza wa Jal, Al-Adl Al-Hakam, right? He's the judge of judges. Subhana, he will hold the oppressors accountable. In this dunya, inshaAllah, before the akhirah. In this dunya, before the akhirah. So, as we're approaching a new set of days, months, weeks, think about it like that. You know, think about it through this eye of reflection. What do I need to think about in life at this point, that's so important. You know, when I, as I told you, I, I visited another masjid for Jumu'ah today, and I met um, one of the shuyukh who uh, has the longest, one, one of the longest uh, terms in serving a community, uh, uh, Imam Hamad Shibli, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless him. He's been around for a long time, very long time, uh, from the 80s. Um, and he was talking to me a little bit about how this community of ours in New Jersey, developed, right? Starting from this masjid to that masjid and this, uh, this small room to this big facility, uh, right? And now, not just one big mega facility, you have tons of mega facilities across the country. Guess what? Life is moving on. Time is passing. Time is passing. And time doesn't stop for anybody. It does not stop for anybody. One of the days, one of the names of the Day of Judgment, and I said this in the khutbah recently, the, one that I, the last khutbah I had in the masjid here, one of the names of the Day of Judgment is Al-Yawm Al-Akhir, the last day. Who can tell me why it's called the last day? Why is it called the last day? If you were there for the khutbah or the dars, you would know. Yeah, you want to know? On the Day of Judgment, you're going to salli? Ya Rabb, inshallah. Inshallah, in the shade of Al-Arsh. 
Well, no, after Day of Judgment, Day of Judgment, good effort, uh, Allah bless you. But the last day is actually when it's all said and done. People would have been in their graves. Look, uh, you, you guys know there's this long period of time before the Day of Judgment when there will be no one, right? The, the Israfil will blow in the uh, trumpet and everything will cease to exist, right? Um, this was in Surah Zuma that we were reciting from. Uh, you know, everything on the earth will come to an end. It'll cease to exist. Everyone and everything, except Allah. Then comes the day of judgment. Why is it the day of Who can give another attempt? Why is it the last day? Why? Go ahead. So, no sun, no moon, no day, no night. That's the last day. Well, it, it, you know, okay. So, why does the sun, moon, day, and night make time? Why? Like, are they the deciders of time? So, tell me something more. Is it just about the sun, moon, day, and night? Right? If Yeah. Well, what's, the, what's Jannah? What's, what's hellfire? Is it not a span of time? You're close. You said eternity. You're very close. You said eternity. It's the last day. Huh? Life? The last day of life? Would, the last day before eternity? You guys are very good guesses, mashallah. Allah bless you guys. There's two reasons, and you guys are all very close to them. One of them, yeah, they're going to come from their grave. One reason they say it's called al-yawm al-akhir, لِأَنَّهُ آخر الأيام اتصالاً بالدنيا. They say it's al-yawm al-akhir because it is the last of days that has anything to do with this life. Because the day of judgment is all about this life, right? You're going to be brought out of your grave, and me too. And I'm going to be asked, why did you say this? Why did you do that? Why did you go here? Your, your actions are going to be weighed. Your, your books, the books of deeds are going to be distributed. You're going to pass over the sirat, over Jahannam. Ya Allah, one of the very scary times. Very scary time. Very, very scary time. Everyone is going to pass over hellfire. Right? You're going to pass on top of it. Some of them are going to pass very quickly. Some very slowly. So this is one of the reasons that they say it was called the last day. It is the last of things that relates to dunya. Right? The other reason why it's called the last day is because after it, time does not matter. <laughs> after the day of judgment, خلاص, we know who's going to Jannah and who's going to Nar. And the hadith sahih of the Prophet, the Prophet tells us that uh, death will be brought in the image of, um, of, a, of a sheep and it will be slaughtered and the people of Jannah will be told Ya Ahl al-Jannah, khuludun bila maut Oh, people of Jannah, eternity without death And then Ahl al-Nar, the people of Hellfire will be, same, will be told the same Ya Ahl al-Nar, khuludun bila maut Eternity without death After you're in Jannah, well, what's, the, what's the point of calculating time? If you're going to be there forever, like, like they say, that's why eternity was a pretty close, uh, that's, a, that's a doorway to it. 
you know, there's no value to time with eternity, right? That's why they say the, the concept of eternal existence is this abstract concept. Because everything that we know in this world is finite. Nothing's eternal here. Everything, you know, everything has a beginning and has an end. But in the Akhirah, it's not like that. Anyway, this is where we're going with this. In the Akhirah, there's no value of time. Your, our value in time is right now, right? We're, we're starting a new frame of time. You know what? I really don't know if I'm going to reach the end of it. You know, how many people were here alive 12 months ago and now are no longer alive? A lot, a lot of people. Guess what? Over 30,000 of those people were in Gaza. Heart, heartbreaking images, you know. Always going back to Gaza. It's, you know, it's important for the mu'min to have this approach to life, right? I see, I hear, I think, and all of these are doorways to changing who I am as a person. As soon as I stop benefiting from what I see, stop benefiting from what I hear, stop benefiting from the mind Allah gave me, this is what the Quran says, right? Summun bukmun umyun, fahum la yaqilun. Allahi. If I want to make the most of 2024, I need to be willing to open my mind, open my eyes, open my ears, and I need to really start thinking about life in a new way. I need to start thinking about life in a new way. There's just too many stories. You know, um, people dying old, people dying young, people dying healthy, people dying ill, people dying suddenly. You know, we had an imam... You guys heard of the imam who passed away, right? You heard? We had an imam in our area. He was shot and killed. Imam Hassan Sharif. May Allah have mercy on him. He was going to the masjid, Fajr. And he was shot and killed. Life ended just like that. You know? And then we have tons of examples. In Gaza, same thing. Just went to sleep. All those stories. The, you know, you just see it. You know, like the, even these... This, these videos have even captured bombs like a second before they actually explode. You ever see a video like that? One of the videos coming down on the houses or buildings, like how they actually captured the bomb as it was like feet away from a building or from the ground. Suddenly, just like that. People in there having tea, having lunch, sleeping, doing something else. Reality completely changed just like that. So, basically, the reflection here is, if I really don't know how much time I have left, then how can I allow nonsense to continue to eat away at my life? Nonsense eats away at a lot of people's lives. Or, in fact, you know what? All of us have some level of nonsense that eats away at our lives. It happens. Wallahi, we're, we're human beings, guys. We're human be What do I mean when I say nonsense? What do I mean when I... The distractions... You know, the things that are pointless and useless. The things that are pointless and useless. The he said, the she said, he did, he didn't. I'm going here, I'm not going there. Allah tells us this. Look, as I'm looking at my life and I'm thinking about the time ahead, like we said, Ramadan's coming close, right? As I'm thinking of the time that's coming ahead, remember these words. Allah tells us, La khayra. فِي كَثِيرٍ مِّن نَجْوَاهُمْ 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it so profoundly and eloquently. You know what? There's no goodness in much of their private conversations. Useless. Useless. You know, but, you know, we're in alam al That's why, you know, if you think about how is life a distraction? What do you mean? Why does the Quran say life's a distraction? Is it supposed to get me to hate life? No, we don't hate life. We love life. Life is our way to Jannah. But why is it a distraction? Why is it a distraction? Because I could so easily get caught up with things. If I realized how I would be thinking about these things when I'm in my grave, or how I would be thinking about these things when I was on the Day of Judgment, I would completely change the way I operate. You know, that's why you know, the people of Gaza, again, going back to them, because they're in a state, you know, again, there's no materialism in Gaza. They can't just open up Amazon here. Oh, let me order a million and one things to the house. Oh, let me open Uber there and order um, this drink and that drink. Of course, no Starbucks, no Dunkin'. We're past that one. No Starbucks. No, but I'm going to order this food or that food. I'm going to order this food or that food. Or I'm just going to order something from Uber or DoorDash. I'm not trying to market for these places, by the way. But guess what? They can't do this in Gaza. DoorDash and Gaza, you think they're worried about DoorDash? You know, the, you know, the reality has stripped dunya out of the equation. Forget about dunya for a second. And you know what? Guess what? <laughs> you think that life becomes a whole lot worse when there's no dunya, right? You feel bad for them. Poor people, right? But in actuality, guess what? They're probably experiencing more of a fulfilling life than many people who have all the dunya they want. I said this, and I, wallahi, I believe it. I'm not just saying it like that. I'm not just saying it like that. Brothers and sisters, I am saying it very sincerely. I believe that there are people in Gaza who are having a happier life than people in some of the mansions in our country. Nice, you know, extravagant life. Spent like upside how many hundreds of thousands of dollars building out this dream fairy tale life that I always wanted, um, and sometimes it doesn't make you happy. You know, it doesn't make you happy. you know. So think about this. this is, you know, we have haqiqa, right? We have ayn al haqiqa. We have the eye of reality. You know, there's, you know, you could look at things through the distracted lens of dunya, and then you could look at things of how, and how they truly are. It's really hard to think like this though, man. It is really hard. You know when you're going to think like this? When you have a near-death experience. Or when someone that you love uh, dies. Or when something traumatic happens in your life, it makes you think like this. But then a week later, a few days later, a few weeks later, give or take, you're gonna think. You're gonna see that your 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 mind is gonna normalize back to your routine. How can I make the most of 2024? How can I make the most of 2024? I need to establish new routines in my life. I need to change the way I think, and the only way I could begin to change the way I think is if I nourish the appetite of my mind 
with something worthwhile, right? You know, there's actually um, one of the uh, one of the one of the things that one of the scholars of the past he said. He said, "Lokana fikruka fi basal ma masala." He said, "If your thought." And the, your, the, your, your, the, the capacity of your mind is all dedicated to onions, then guess what? You're never going to understand a thing. What does that mean? Well, there's, nothing, there's not a shot against onions. Onions are good for you, right? If you could eat raw onions, very good too. They're full of, uh, what do they call those? Antioxidants? You know, the, you know, the anti, uh, onions are good for you. If you don't know why they're good for you, look it up. Or ask your mother or father when you go home, right? Why are onions good for you? Especially raw, right? Bite into it like that, right? So anyway, but the point is, what are you trying to say? If there's nothing here, if this is empty, then guess what? The level of my thoughts are also going to be empty, right? If there's nothing here, then my spiritual sense will also be empty. If there's nothing in my soul... If I'm not experiencing spirituality, that's why I need to do these types of things that are going to wake me up. I need to, where, how do I do that? I need to get myself in the right place, right? The masjid is the right place. Friday night, be here. It's a good place to be. Come to the masjid, right? I need to put myself around the right people. Guess what? If everyone around me is always spewing batikh and watermelons, then guess what? I am going to be very lowly in the things that I pay attention to, right? No, I need to get a few good voices around me. I need to have a good advice, a few good advice. I need to be in a good place, have good advisors, fill my mind with meaningful things. I need to be serious about time. I need to start seeing, that's why I'm telling you, you know, if, if someone is not paying attention to current events, their soul is missing out on so much. You know, if your whole day looks like this, Right? Go to school, come home, go to work, come home, eat, and have a little bit of free time, and then go to sleep, and do it over again the next day and the day after that. Wallahi, the soul is missing out on so much. I need to see, I need to see things. I need to experience things that are going to wake me up. That's how I can make the most of 2024. My, everything in me is pressuring me to go to sleep. And I need to make sure that I stay awake. Not يعني, literally stay awake, but يعني, the heart needs to be awake. It needs to be full of life. These are some thoughts. I know I went very long with this. But now we need to get to the practical. We need to, we need to actually address things that we're dealing with. You know what? As I'm approaching this new year, I need to make certain decisions. I need to make certain decisions, right? Who of us is going to see Ramadan this year. Raise your hand. Who of us is going to be around for Ramadan? Right? Mm-hmm. Put your hand down. Inshallah, you see a hundred Ramadans. Inshallah, you see a hundred Ramadans. Allah barik for umrah, ya Rab. But, you don't know. Guess what happens? You know what happens on a night in Ramadan? Laylatul Qadr. Laylatul Qadr, when it comes, you know one of the reasons why it's called Laylatul Qadr? Is because everything that's going to happen in the coming year, that's the, that's the real new year, Right? That's the real New Year. Uh, that's our New Year. Laylatul Qadr. You know what's announced on Laylatul Qadr? The people who are going to die. The people who are going to be born. 
the people who are going to go to Hajj, the people who are going to get money, rizq, the people who are going to lose rizq, everything. That night is coming up. Guess what? I need to start preparing. Right? I need to start because Wallahi, I don't know. Sayyidina ibn Abbas, he said this. He said, you will see people walking about in the markets. Look at this. Walking about in the markets. And their shrouds have already been manufactured, right? Somewhere on this earth, you know, the white shrouds are going to be bought somewhere, shipped somewhere. The shrouds that are going to cover my body are already produced. The person's walking and he's fine. He doesn't know what's coming around the corner next week or next month. Allah, so if that's the reality of it, that means I need to make certain critical decisions. I need to make certain decisions. I need to remove certain people from my inner circle. I need to start changing the way I spend my time. I need to try to keep on waking my soul up. Right? I need to start removing some of the things that I know deep down inside. Wallahi, it's, it's not... You know, I, wallahi, if you're hearing these words, no judgment. Again, look, we all go through things. We all make mistakes. None of us here is perfect. And I'm the first of you to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. If you're listening to these words, and you know in your own personal life, you're doing something that's haram. You're in a haram relationship. You're messaging a guy or a girl. You're going to a place you shouldn't be going. You're doing something. You might not realize this yet. You might be doing something that's destroying your life. If you're doing that, make a decision right now. You know what? I'm going to stop this. I'm going to stop this today before tomorrow. Or you know what? If you know you're doing something else that's haram, right? Watching certain things you shouldn't be watching. Taking th certain things that you shouldn't be taking. I was, uh, you know, I was with a brother recently and um, he was sharing with me, you know, the realities of, you know, of course, you know, discreetly and, you know, anonymously, but he was sharing with me the realities of many people is they find themselves falling into kaba'ir al-dhanub, not sagha'ir. You know, people are falling into zina and fornication very easily. They're, they, you know, people are coming to the masjid and, you know, in their own personal private lives, they're, they're on drugs. They're on marijuana or some other, they're hooked on something else. I can't even imagine how that could happen, right? Come to the masjid and then go smoke some weed outside. I don't know how the two come together, but they do. They do. They come together. It ha I'm not joking. I'm not joking. There are people who find themselves... In a hole. And wallahi, we're all weak. We're all human beings. Wallahi. Again, like I said, I want to emphasize, no judgment. You know, we are all weak and vulnerable human beings. If I put myself in front of haram, then guess what? It's like a magnet. I'm going to end up falling into it. Right? As the Prophet said, right? make a decision right now. Right? If you're listening to this and you're doing something you know is not right, it's not worth it, wallahi. It is not worth it, wallahi. You know, especially because there's some young people here. You might find yourself in a position where the shaitan, the shaitan doesn't come to us, one, two, three. And, uh, the shaitan doesn't come to a person who's good and say, do the most, the most obscene thing or the worst thing ever. No, the shaitan comes. He comes very innocently. He's going to say, oh, well, you know what? You're considering her for marriage, right? So technically, it's okay, yani. Even though you're like 16 and you're probably going to get married 10 years down the line, uh, in, in reality, that's alam al-haqiqa, right? But sometimes the person 16 years old thinks he's going to get married before 17 comes, right? 
<laughs> it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. But, um, but, but please, the shaitan tricks us. The shaitan tricks us. I'm going to say this one more time. The Prophet ﷺ, you know what he advised you and I? The Prophet ﷺ told us, there are two blessings the shaitan steals from you. You know what they are? You know what they are? Hmm? Talking to you. You don't know? There are two blessings. How about you? Do you know? Yeah? You, does anyone here know? Who are the, what are the two blessings the shaitan steals from you? Anyone here know? Okay, I'll go back to the brothers. I'll open it up. Come on. It's an easy one. Well, time and salah. Uh, time is one of them. Faragh. Free time, right? Free time. Then the, the, someone said the other one now? Sahha. Yes. Faragh. Free time, right? Faragh is free time. And then Sahha is your health. The shaitan wants to steal those things, those two things from you and I. You know why? Because if he steals it from you and I, it gets what? Game over. <laughs> Game over. If, if he steals from you your health, and if he steals from you your free time, then you have lost. May Allah protect us from losing. You know? Take, take example from those around. You know, sometimes... Sometimes, and I, this is an advice because there's a lot of young people here. This is an advice for every young person who's healthy and able. Sit down with people who are way older than you. You know, let, get, see how they look at life. By the way, this is actually, you know, one of the things that really, I know it's not, it, you might not have the funnest conversations uh, Actually, you'd be surprised. There's people in their 70s and 80s. They're more aware of TikTok than people in their 20s now. Uh, but, but anyway, um, يعني, the point is, one of the best decisions a young person could make is to sit with people who've experienced a lifetime. Right? Uh, it might not be appealing to you, but when you see how they look at life, it's about what? Right? Uh, oh, man, I, I got to watch out how I stand up because if I stand up too fast... My back's gonna, you know, go out. Or my knees. I can't sit a certain way because my knees are gonna start swelling and I need to always put this ice on my knees. Or I need to have this, uh, um, you know, those things that they buy for medication uh, for every day of the week because people take so much medicine and I'm gonna forget. So I'm gonna start putting the medita medication in, uh, you know, the, the, those different little, um, uh, you know, pockets or whatever in the, in the thing, right? That's something that someone who is young and healthy doesn't even need to think about. I don't need to think about like a list of 10 medications I have to take every single day. Sit with people who are older, right? They'll tell you this. There's a nice line of poetry. What is, uh, there's, there's a beautiful line of poetry. What does it say? Right? If only youth could come back for a day so I could tell youth what old age did to me. Guess what? Your 50-year-old or 60-year-old dad or mother, or your, let's, let's focus on the dad, can't jump up and touch the ceiling, right? Or can't touch and dunk. Uh, well, you, you now it's, it's hard to dunk. But anyway, you, you guys got the example. Can't run and jump, run for like five minutes straight or go on the treadmill, right? Can't. Life catches up to everybody. 
Even LeBron James is going to catch up to him, right? He's going to stop playing. You guys, you know who LeBron James is, right? He's this uh, basketball player. He's been playing for a very long time. Guess what? Time's going to catch up to him too, right? So this is a reflection. Sit with older people. Learn from the way they look at life. And you know what? Let me take advantage of the few moments I have here. So that's what I have for you guys. L let's discuss practically. I don't know if we have things starting to come up. Yeah. How can we take the make the most of 2024? Now, when we come to the practical, we have problems. Everyone has problems. What are you dealing with? What is eating away at your core? Figure it out. Make a list. And let's try to pick apart each one of these things and see how we could remove them. What do we got? Well, to start off, I think, uh, especially given the reminders we gave in the beginning, uh, how can you plan life to be more active in the masjid, prayers, connecting with more Muslims? That, that's the basic question. All right, so how can you plan life to be more active and be around Muslims? It's a very good question. It's good to think like this, right? How can you plan for success? The first part of planning for success is realizing and understanding what leads to failure, right? So I have, you know, when I have, I, I want to look at my situation. Who am I right now? And where am, where am I? The first thing I need to do is a diagnosis, right? I, I need to diagnose myself. What are the things that are bringing me down? And what are the things that are bringing me up? There are certain things that will stop the discussion about success even before it begins. In order to be successful, I need to know what's going to lead to failure. That's step one. Diagnosis. What is actually really, really messing up my life? Answer that question. It'll make you strides closer to success. And then when you have the diagnosis... What does the doctor do next if you have this medical condition? He does, huh? He does prognosis, right? He does a prognosis. Now, what is the course of this disease or this, you know, this medical condition you have, right? If you have this, what are your future days and years going to look like? That's what the doctor is going to say. All right, if I stay on this course that I'm on right now, all right, this, you know, um, uh, get on Route 3 East, right? And it's going to lead you to where? Just keep on going Route 3, right? Go to Route 3 East here. Where's it going to lead you? Huh? Yeah, it's going to lead you to the Lincoln Tunnel. It's going to lead you to New York, right? All right, get on this path right here. Where is it going to take me? Some paths are going to take you right to Jehennam. Right? Right to hellfire's doorstep. So what's the prognosis? Let me think about things. You know, because look, you know, guys, and I hope you pay attention to this. You know, one of the greatest gifts for someone is for them to be able to look at the outcomes of things. Right? What does Allah say? Al-aqibatu? The end of result will be for people of taqwa. You know why? One of the top reasons why people fall into really big sins, you know why? It is because they don't realize where this road is going to lead them. You think someone who 
takes drugs for the first time and it makes them feel this euphoria and they feel great, know that it's going to lead them to being homeless and without family and on the street a few years down the line, they don't know that. The drugs make me feel really good right now and my life's horrible. So guess what? I want to run away from it. Give me that drug. That's how people who take drugs think, right? Same thing with relationships, right? I'm feeling this, this funny, jittery, and nice feeling by talking to fulana or fulana, and I want more of it, right? Not knowing that this is going to lead to one day of really, really great regret. So anyway, to, to this question, um, how can I begin? How can I begin to build success for myself? I need to diagnose, and then I need to figure out the prognosis. And then what's step three? That's when I could start doing the treatment. All right, I'm going to start, I'm going to start healing from this thing because I realized how damaging it is. I realized how destructive this thing is, so I'm going to eliminate it. I don't want to go down this path anymore. That's what I would say to that. Actually, I'm going to go to the crowd for this one if anybody has a direct question they'd like to ask. Anyone have any direct questions? That's a big subject. It's a big subject and it has different sides to it. But look, you know, relating to this subject, how can we make it relate to this subject? One of the things I need to think about as I'm planning for 2024 is how can I earn money that's halal? How can I ha have a living and income that is pleasing to Allah? How can I be mindful about the, uh, you know, the things I put in my body, the clothes I wear, um, the house I live in, right? So again, look, th th about this subject, the short answer is, the short answer is that there are many different types of work that we could say they're in the category of shubha, uh, the area, shades of gray. And in fact, life has become so complicated that avoiding areas of gray is actually very, 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 very difficult. In fact, you know, the one of the scholars of the past, Imam Al-Ghazali, uh, he, he describes his time, and he said, now, I, we are in it, and he, by the way, he was in the, he passed away in the year 505, uh, Hijra. Uh, so that was nearly a thousand years ago, right? Nearly a thousand years ago. He says during his time, that it has become so difficult, nearly impossible, to actually deal with people who do not have a portion of questionable income in their money. It's, you know, so it's, it's a difficult reality of time. Now about your specific question, what's the idea of banks? Well, the way that banks earn money is questionable to us. It's a problematic thing. Now, it depends on what I'm going to do at this bank though. Because if I'm going to think about every questionable thing that someone else is doing... I'm not going to work, right? But what am I going to be doing? Am I going to be writing contracts that have riba in them? Am I going to be a party 
to riba and interest. Of course, interest is one of the, dealing in interest is one of the kabair and major sins. Am I going to do that or am I doing something behind the scenes like a security guard or um, something relating to software? Am I really supporting this institution if I'm doing something behind the scenes? I kind of am, yeah. But at the same time, uh, I, you know, what they do doesn't affect what I do. So that's why most scholars will tell you, as long as you're not directly involved in haram, most scholars today will tell you, uh, one burden shall not be carried by another. So if they're doing something haram, as long as my job is purely halal, and it's not something that's directly with haram, like the writing the riba and the loans and all that stuff, then you're good. Um, decide, but if you can find a job that's away from banks, great, do that. But again, if you avoid banks, you're going to find something else that has another shubha. Uh, you know, we can't tell people you need to find 100% free and clear across the board or else they won't be able to live. That's the short answer to your question. Yeah. There's another direct question here. Let's go work. The idea of commissions is not something that's against Islam. Yeah. But now what are you marketing? The marketing is another uh, field <laughs> that uh, has a lot of problems with it. Especially if you're marketing something that's very, very uh, against your values. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. Commissions in itself is it's 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 not. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, from our first question, uh, to take it a bit further, uh, assuming you are part of the community, um, how can I be the best version of myself as a member of this community, in in support of the community? Look, uh, you know, how can you? Um, uh, uh, how can you be the best version of yourself in support of the community? Good question. Of course, this is a journey. That's the, it's such a general question. Um, but to bring it meaning, look, ibda' binafsika fanhaha an ghayiha fa'idha antahat fa'antahakimu. Right? This is a part of line of poetry. What does it say? What does it say? Start with your nafs. Stop yourself from its wrongful doing and if you're able to do that, you'll find yourself a person of great wisdom and understanding. And what is he trying to say here? Sometimes one of the greatest contributions that you could make to society is by not being a bad person. <laughs> right? Uh, being a good person. Uh, you know, let me fix myself. Let me instill within myself good values, you know, good character, a sense of spirituality. If I just fix that inside me, then guess what? If we all do that collectively, society is going to be a different place, right? So, so that's how you could start by being a better contributor to the community. Start with your nafs. Remove all those things that are toxic, those things that are destructive. And then you know what? Next step after that, don't limit yourself to your nafs. Start thinking about others. How can you fulfill others' needs? We said this in the khutbah. Look, I'll repeat it in case any of you guys weren't, didn't hear that khutbah. The more my life is about me, myself, and I, the less value my life has. Because, you know, subhanAllah, it's one of those equations. The more you focus on you, the less your life actually matters. 
What, what am I trying to say here? The life of the Prophet ﷺ was so great. Why? Because his life was for fi khidmat al-bashariyah, in the service of humanity. That's, that's how all the prophets and messengers are. The more my life is so selfish and self-centered, my personal aims, my business, my school, my money, my, uh, my possessions, just my, 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 guess what? As soon as I go to my grave, X, your legacy is going to finish along with you. And I shared this example before, but there are people, there are, you know, you find this out at the time of janazah. Sometimes it's tragic. May Allah make our janazahs very beautiful. Um, but, um, you know, what will my janazah look like? When I die, what will my janazah look like? There are some people, their janazahs look like this. Their own kids are not even making dua for them. Let alone other people. Forget about other people. Their own kids are not making dua. And I'm not exaggerating. Why there's stories like this. It's so heart-wrenching and so sad for someone to live and die and not even have their own kids make dua for them after they die. Ya Allah. Ya Allah. May Allah protect us from that. Um, and may Allah have mercy on anyone who their life ended like that. Allahumma ameen. You know, but j just think about that. Once you become better, focus on doing something for others. The more you do for others, the more meaningful your life will be. The more, even if they don't reward you, even if they don't appreciate you, right? Even if they don't do something in return. When I become this person who is bringing goodness wherever I go, then guess what? I'm going to find a lot of barakah, a lot of blessings in my life. So touching on a, a point that you brought up earlier about, you know, not getting stuck in this cycle of work, home, you know, school, and that, that constant cycle of not being perhaps uh, out in the community. Um, there's an assumption here, but the question, the question states, you know, how can you strike a balance between getting too close to friends and having to deal with disputes and fights and practicing isolation to clear your mind? Look, um, uh, relationships are, um, are one of the biggest sources of learning for us as people. You know, you know, dealing with people actually teaches us the most about ourselves. You know, and you know, learning about the ins and outs of yourself is not a fun thing, right? It's, it's not glamorous. It's not easy, right? I'm going to learn about how quick I am, how quick I get angry. What do I say when I get angry? What do I do? How do I deal with people who hurt me? How do I deal with grudges? I'm going to learn a whole lot about me the more I deal with people. It's one of the realities of life. It's a challenging thing. There's no cookie-cutter answer that'll teach you. That, you know, this journey of experience is something that everyone's going to need to walk down and experience. This journey of life experience, right? Dealing with people. You're going to deal with person X and fall once, twice and thrice, and then deal with person Y and Z and so on and so forth. And you're going to find that your life is going to be littered with all kinds of problems that happen with different people, and you learned a whole lot along the way. Right? So, how can you strike this balance? Look, you know, 
to be able to figure this stuff out on your own is not, is not easy. But the, one of the best things that will help you strike this balance is always seeking advice, is always turning to others who may know more than you, may have more experience than you, may have dealt with different situations. I'll tell you, you know, because what, what, are they, what do they define wisdom as? They define wisdom as putting everything in its proper place. You know what? Guess what? Right? Uh, how am I going to know how to put everything in its proper place without knowing where everything belongs? And how am I going to know where everything belongs without experiencing life? Right? I'll say it that way. That's why they say, Hikmah, wisdom, is one of those things that's time-related in the Qur'an. Just like patience. Take it, take it from me. There are two things in the Qur'an that are time-related, right? And experience-related, right? One of them is hikmah and gaining shukr on one end, wisdom and gratitude, becoming a person of wisdom and gratitude. And the other one is patience. Qur'an says, وَكَيْفَ تَصْبِرُوا عَلَى مَا لَمْ بِهِ How on earth can you be patient with that which you have never experienced, right? Who are the most impatient creations of Allah? Answer the question. Who can answer the question? Who are the most impatient creations of Allah? Huh? What did you say? You're right, right? Babies. They are the most impatient. Cre- and then this is I'm not I'm not uh, putting down babies. Babies are cute. But guess what? When they want food, they cry. When they want to sleep, they cry. When they want to change, they cry. When they want to be held, they cry. And guess what? If you tell the baby, just give me five minutes, the baby's not going to say, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> they're not going to say, okay, I'll wait. They're going to cry. And they're gonna, if you tell them, please, please stop, stop, they're going to cry some more. That's what babies do. They cry. Right? So... Anyway, going back to your question, how can you deal with those relationships? Seek advisors. Seek advice from people. You know what? You're going to need to troubleshoot something. You're not going to have it figured out on the first go. Try something, and if you find it weighing you down and taking you away from good things, then wait. Maybe you need to start thinking about cutting this out from your life. Now, all right, I had this friend from a young age and we were really close, but now have we grown up? And this friend, instead of making me a better person, is always dragging me to the worst things. Guess what? I need to make a tough decision. Maybe I don't need this friend anymore. Right? Allah There's a question in the back of it. Fadl Hajj.
science for now. Yes. 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 Science, I know. Zakalakhe, Arakalaki. Yes. Absolutely. Zakalakhe. Let me, no, no, let me uh, summarize so everyone could hear what you said. So basically, as we were saying, Zakalakhir had, uh, you know, you get what you invest in. You know, the more you really invest, to, you know, you know, life's not difficult. People make it difficult, right? The answers are there. I just need to be willing to search for them. You know, Allah gave me an eyes, eyes for a reason, ears for a reason, a mind for a reason. You know, you know what's the hallmark of someone? who has a terrible life, a real terrible life, someone who chooses not to use the eyes Allah gave him, the ears Allah gave him, the mind Allah gave him, not really nourishing these things. So as, as Hajj was saying, invest in learning. Really invest in learning. You'll find it. it's going to pay off. Wallahi, you know, it, it will absolutely pay off. Now here, I'll give you guys an example. I'll give you an example. Say if, like, your chest's really hurting, right? and you feel like something's wrong and you like need to go to the doctor, and you have like a friend right next to you, and this friend says, well, you know what, I, I know a thing or two about you know, medicine, and you know, I think I could figure out what the problem is for you. Uh, and then they start saying, let me, let, me, let me try a few things. Let me, uh, let, let me open up your chest. I, I got Wikipedia, Wikipedia right in front of me. I, I, I bought this surgical stuff. I bought it off of Amazon, and you know, I could open up your chest real good. Just let me do it. Would you do it? Who would do it? <laughs> no one, right? Why? Because that person who you want to you know, open your chest to, literally, not figuratively, is, is someone who better know what they're talking about, right? I'm not going to just... <laughs> but, but sometimes people find them, you find themselves, they put themselves in, in, in the fire and they make all kinds of destructive decisions when if they thought carefully, they wouldn't have made those decisions. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, they say Einstein said this. You know, whatever. I'm just going to say it's a, it's a nice quote. Who knows what's the definition of insanity? Junoon. Tell me, what's the definition of insanity? Ah. <laughs> they say insanity, Junoon, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results.
Guess what? When it comes to living, there are people who apply this to the T. Allah shows them ayah after ayah after ayah after ayah. And they seem to go back to point one. May Allah not make us from them. May Allah not make us from that. May Allah make us of those who are willing to learn from their life experience and their journey in this dunya. Look, there's a lot to think about. I know it's been, it's been quite a time. You know, I think it's, we've been an hour, almost an hour and a half in. So let's pause here. But just, just take this seriously. Let me start actively thinking about my life. Let me put down the things that are problems. Let me try to find solutions to them. Let me try to invest in my mind, in my, invest in my soul. Uh, you know, let me start trying to figure out how I could push myself towards a positive direction. If I do that, wallahi, this night, that we, this discussion that we had would be a little worthwhile. Now comes the amal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and guide us to the best actions that will save us from a lot of regret on the Day of Judgment. Allahumma ameen. Zakallah khair, akhi Adam. Shaykh, I would, yeah. I would add there are a lot of uh, questions that uh, are all on the same topic. And I think for the crowd, we might just... Uh, go over it with one question? Sure. You want to go do one question? Sure. One last question. One last question. So there are a lot of specific questions in your favorite uh, topic about marriage. But okay. broadly, how can people who want to get married or engage in 2024 set themselves up for success? Ya Allah. <laughs> <laughs> how can people who want to get married in 2024 set themselves up for success? Come to the masjid every day for Isha. Uh, join the courses that we got going uh, Change your friends <laughs> um, And make sure you do your due diligence For anyone you consider uh, that, uh, To get married to And you know what Don't do the nonsense that people do uh, Date for six months We'll message and call And meet up in different places here and there That batikh that causes a lot of pain and destruction Don't do that Allah <laughs> Alam. Subhanakallah, Muhammadikna Shadu Allah ilaha illa ant, Nastafiru Kanatulik. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullah.